He's got, you got those Neil Young ears. Mm-hmm. You just hear everything. I just, it's, you, you know, after... Sans earlobe? Yeah. After uh, probably seeing a thousand live punk shows, it's just tinnitus out of both ears mm-hmm. all the time. Or, or, or tinnitus. Or tinnitus. You can say it either way. Oh, yeah. It's tinnitus. It sounds British. Do you think the Brits say tinnitus? Oh, oh I bet tinnitus. they do. And they put a U in there somewhere. Right. From all the shelling in the Great War, they all got tinnitus. <laughs> they all got tinnitus, and they also, like, I think mustard gas fucks up your ears. And they killed all their horses. What? Well, but they just did that because they were hungry. A lot of horses died. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hungry, hungry. I don't know. I don't know that they were eating them. I think they just enjoyed killing them. Yeah. That's a, that's, the Brits are famous for slaughtering horses needlessly. At least we make glue. Yeah, we make glue. We make gummy bears. Mm-hmm. And who can deny a good gummy bear? Right. But just for the coloring, not the taste. <laughs> yeah. If gummy bears, gummy bears were all clear, uh-huh. it, you wouldn't be able to differentiate what your favorite color is, what your favorite mm-hmm. flavor is when it's sitting in there. But they do that with the coloring, but, not the hooves. That's why Crystal Pepsi failed. No, the hooves are what make the color. Yeah. Ponies make orange. Mm-hmm. Wow. Palominos make uh-huh. red. Uh-huh. Which horse is that? They're white and brown. Yeah, that's the wow. one. Clydesdales are purple. Purple, yeah. What? They're rare because you don't get that many purple gummy bears, mm-hmm. but they're out there just like Clydesdales. Yep. <laughs> I think my most iconic Christmas memory is a Budweiser commercial with Clydesdales. Or maybe it's a Coke commercial. Or maybe it's a it's Budweiser. Bush. <laughs> Bush. Or maybe it's a. Uh, it might be a. Uh, <laughs> that's the most American thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Yeah. Yes, by the way, <laughs> there was a McDonald's commercial that they used to play all the time. Is really long, mm-hmm. where this kid's out on an outdoor like a uh, lake ice skating rink, and uh-huh. none of the other kids want to ice skate with him. And Ronald McDonald shows up and grabs the kid and grabs him by the hands and starts spinning around on the ice. And there's like a close-up of the kid going like, (laughs) and I think like the, the, I think like Ronald at one point goes, who knows? Here goes. I can't remember what What? that's in reference to, but I remember him (laughs) saying that. And I remember thinking, I remember really like being disliking and kind of finding the, the commercial fairly creepy even when i was a kid super creepy because <laughs> the kids just looks like all like uh drugged out and ronald makes a lot of like uh faces like they're connecting on a deeper level yeah without yeah, words like it's yeah it's more i'm not saying it's sexual but it's more than friendship okay was was ronald wearing clown shoe ice skates i mean i remember the ad i know mm, that's a good question talking about a real thing yeah, yeah. And then, like every all the kids are friends at the end, but I don't I understand why one the kid that was shunned would accept their fucking bullshit friendship, mm-hmm. and two why the rest of the kids would be like, oh man, he fucking hung out with a clown, <laughs> right? That's your ticket in. I gotta, yeah, I gotta. I maybe I've misjudged mm-hmm. this this guy all this time. Clown in, clown out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a nose you can never break. <laughs> honk honk. <laughs> Sometimes their noses are horns. That it for the week? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm still recovering from COVID. I've been exhausted all weekend. 
I don't know why, you're, but it, I, I thought I was done with it. Sure, you're and really was, milking this. Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's milking it. I just need everyone to send me some money. <laughs> I just need my Venmo is at the top, the middle, and the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just need you each to send me, I don't know, 40, 50, 80, 100 <laughs> bucks to get over. It's it's for COVID. It's for COVID relief. Uh-huh. And also covid awareness okay because i'm 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 on here spreading the nerd the the news spreading the word about covid mm-hmm. it's a hey you guys hey this covid yeah. it is no joke i might need to start taking this seriously yep <laughs> thanks mike yep the one thing i did over the weekend really was i snuck into the shins show oh wow how was that how was that concert criminal is back baby How'd that happen? This is the, yeah. This is the second time you've done this. The first yeah. famously. I feel like you're, you're saying people should be able to sneak into your shows. Shit, man! Just show up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Buy some merch. I bought merch. I bought oh, merch nice. from the club. It's mm, a good rationalization. I bought a T-shirt and I bought a vinyl. Where were they at? The Moody Center. Oh shit! Yeah. How'd you get in there? Exactly. <laughs> Let's tell our let's tell our our Central Texas listeners how to sneak into the Moody Center. Honestly, here's how you sneak into anything: you show up late and you act like you're in a hurry. Act like you're supposed to be there and you're in a hurry. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just you know somebody's like if if somebody says something, uh-huh. which they started saying something to me, and on this time I just acted like I didn't hear them. But sometimes you can even act like you hear them, but just like well, hold ah hold on hold on. Like you're you're busy with something. Uh-huh. Here's no way. You want to get into anything, carry a bag of ice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look like you're in a rush. You can get into any event on the planet. That's it. Because even if they do stop you, they have to deal with the uncomfortable nature of ice, yeah. which is they're causing <laughs> yes. it to melt. They're ruining exactly. the thing that oh. you're probably supposed to be yeah. doing. Definitely, definitely. If you're, you know, if you really want to, really want to commit, wear mm-hmm. a. A polo shirt that is one mm-hmm. solid color, like uh, you know, where you wear a t-shirt on under it, but it's one solid color polo yeah. shirt, no okay. logo on it, or a logo with just uh, whatever, just needs to needs to not be like McDonald's or something like that. But like, right. you know, do you have a default kind of line? Like, do you have a okay worst case scenario, a very serious takes his job too seriously security person? Yeah, is going to chase after me grab me and say you can't get in, in there without a badge what's mm-hmm. going on what is your do you have a go-to or are you just gonna kind of laugh and say ah you got me no no you never admit never admit anything you'll go okay. like well can you get can you get me in touch with kenneth then can you get kenneth okay. do you have kenneth's number mm-hmm. kenneth foh no i don't need <laughs> F- whatever you know i need foh uh or just production design production design mm-hmm. manager and FOH for the uninitiated stands for the front of house. Front of the house. Right. So it, it immediately indicates that not only do you have ice, you kind of know what's going on here. You yeah. kind of are indicating that you know enough that, okay, yeah, there, that's a detail. That's, that's one little detail. It's kind of a false exactly. detail because everywhere exactly. has one, but it's the detail to your character. I like this. Yes. The other thing too is, you know, you got to understand like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily do this for like a, mm-hmm. but I bet, honestly, I bet it would work. I bet, I bet there are presidential events that you could get into with this. Oh yeah, didn't like, people I bet sneak that, into the gala or something? You like not that long ago? Probably <laughs> the gala. 
That's a Jack Wharton line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to unveil the nuclear weapon at the new gala. <laughs> well, I, we'll get back to Jack Wharton. But mm-hmm. um, you got to realize, like, if you're showing up a little bit later, like... The people that are working these events, they don't want to be there. They're getting paid garbage, and they kind of got to sit through it. Most right. of them, nine out of ten, do not care. They're not. They're just. It doesn't like whatever is just going to make them get through the night easier. Maybe there right. is that number ten that is a real fucking hard ass that takes his job way too fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. For the most part, as long as you back off real quick and just go, like, I, I, can you get me a hold of Kevin? Like, Who's Kevin? It's me. Kevin, Kevin or Ken? I don't, you know, like that. Well, and then just go, just go, fine. Hold on. Let me, do you want to watch this ice? You know, if you have the ice, go like, can you, do you mm-hmm. want to take care of this ice? <laughs> and if that doesn't work, go fine. I'll go. Let me go fucking. All right. Let me go stand. Get out of the way so I can call them and you just text <laughs> for a while and pace around looking for stuff. And then just all of a sudden look at your phone and look real serious and walk in a different direction and just know that, you know, they, they, they won't question you. They won't be like, oh, you almost got in. You're in trouble. They're just right. like, all right, he, right. Some, something's happening. He'll probably come back with somebody later. Well, then sometimes you have to just admit defeat. You just leave. Or yeah. just go to, a, go, to a different, uh, go to a different entrance and try the whole thing again. Well, you got all that ice. That's fun. Or fucking you go into the loading area. Maybe there's a little like, do you know where this is supposed to go? They said to said to catering. It's supposed to go to catering. Yeah. If you get into catering, you're already in. Now, I know that most people don't care. But what if the person stopping you was a was a see something, say something person? And they thought, all right, mm-hmm. I do know who's supposed to be back here. I feel like this could be this could be a dangerous person going to do a dangerous thing. Have you run into that? Like it's not Ooh. just they're trying to they're, they don't they don't want you to stop having your fun, but it's somebody doing that. You know, we probably do want that person to say something if feel like they'd be if right. they think that by their inaction they're allowing you to potentially endanger the good people watching the band perform. Hmm. Like maybe you're you're strapped with you know several weapons and you're ready to yeah to, to have your manifesto read out loud on I don't, TV. I mean, at some point there probably will this will happen. And somebody will, a band will get hurt. Well, that is, I think it, it has happened. <laughs> Went to who? Well, Dimebag Daryl. Dimebag Daryl. But he did, uh, that person just rushed the stage, I think. <laughs> I don't think that they, I don't but think, think they of got all the security the guards who let him in just because he had a bag of eyes. <laughs> That's the, isn't that the story? Yeah, yeah. His shoulder was wet. They never knew why, but it's because yeah. he walked by all security. Well, and then there was that Eagles of Death Metal <laughs> thing in France, right? Yeah, but that was like extremists that like they, they like they charged in. They didn't like come in through the back. They like came in through like literally yeah. every single entrance, I believe. Right? Yeah. I, well, it was like a coordinated attack. It wasn't like one guy. That was yeah. like a that was like a coordinated like. I thought, right. I thought that was attack. A, oh yeah, mm, that's right. on Charlie Headbow. Right. That's right. The, that's the paper, right? That dared to draw a picture of someone's deity. JC Sweet. Je Sweet, Charlie. Yeah, the cartoon paper. Je suis Charlie. 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 Well, it's, uh, it's almost like a podcast. Ah, Coco Vin? 
Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> the bird. He goes crazy the, for them. The bird, the crazy the bird goes, the Cocoa goes insane for the Cocoa go crazy. Puffs. Goes yeah, Gerard Depardieu, the greatest actor ever. Mm. <laughs> sleep, sleep with your mistress. <laughs> your many mistress. Your mistresses. <laughs> uh, look down on the Louvre. <laughs> Wear speedos and have a small penis. <laughs> Wait, I just wanted to add this. Uh, in, in, in pop culture news, um, mm-hmm. I have not seen. Well, I just went and saw that movie. Nope, that was really good. Oh yeah, but, was that good? Um, I loved it. Yeah, it was super, super good. We have a we have a text change between the INS crew listeners, and we only use our INS phones. We only use our work phones for the text INS uh, text messages. So don't get it all they fucking. Be hacked. Don't get yeah and yeah, yeah they're crypt they're cryptid they're encrypted. Uh, they're encryptoed. They're encryptoed because we talk about Bigfoot. Uh, but they Brian brought up that he'd seen the Gray Man. Uh, the Netflix show The Gray Man, and that apparently it steals from Jack Wharton. What? Heavily. I, Heavily. Tell, I have not seen it yet, uh, but I have to get my lawyers ready on this. But Wait, what I, all? Right. I thought I was what your all, lawyer. What, what's happening? Well, well, I, I'm, I'm literally, hey, literally, who, they, who, else, I'm doing to, two, who else is doing your I'm legal doing work? I'm doing two birds at once. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm doing two birds at once right now because we're finding out about this, and we're adding content to the podcast. Oh yeah, and you're hearing about it, so you're. I hope you're taking notes because somebody's getting sued. We will sue the Russo brothers. We will sue Netflix. We will sue mm-hmm. the inventor of streaming. We will sue Al Gore for inventing the internet. Mm-hmm. Gosling. Chris Evans, all the Chris's, probably right. some broad, some broad. There's probably a hot broad in the movie. Is there a hot broad in the movie? Yeah, we're really gonna sue yes. her. Yeah, sue the, right. sue the, right. sue the tits off of her. Well, it's not so much that ripped off Jack Wharton. Uh-huh. It's that the dialogue was on par with a Jack Wharton <laughs> yeah. film. So I don't know that I, I don't know that I meant that. A, so there was a the dog that barks backwards. That you, well, I mean, it sounds no, good. No. Admittedly, it sounds awesome. Does it? Well, it sounds good, but it sounds like a ripoff of something even better. Uh-huh. Right, right. Well, and that, and if if that's your impression, that is true. Yeah, it is not as good as a Jack Wharton film. There is no backward skeletons. There are no uh, multi dimensions. So, in that, it really misses the boat on some of the sci fi elements of a classic yeah. Jack Wharton romp. Um, but it is it is definitely a it 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 they were trying to hit the beats of a Jack Wharton film mm-hmm. and they just missed the boat right yeah. like every time it should have been snappy believable dialogue yeah it was it was mm-hmm. nonsense I can't believe somebody wrote something this stupid dialogue can you give us an example just you know throw out a line sure I mean I let me check my notes Kevin I've okay. I've, I've I wrote down my favorite took them uh huh. Um, I think I think the gray man character said um, something along is is, uh, uh, is Chris which one's the gray man um, the Mouseketeer okay he was a Mouseketeer right Ooh. I think so I believe I believe yeah, he was. Gosling was a Mouseketeer right. Annette Finicello uh, the great is she Annette in? Finicello no, she, she's dead she was she was the CIA director yeah <laughs> she's like gray man. 
you're off the case, gray man. Mm-hmm. And and he's probably like, well, this is what would happen in a Jack Wharton movie. They'd be uh-huh. like, like, Wharton, you're off the case. And he'd be like, yeah, maybe this case is about to get off all over me. <laughs> Good line. Ugh. Yeah. Man. What kind of... That's one that would have a hard time getting past the Chinese censors. <laughs> <That's... laughs> It's good. It might it might sneak through though. You might make that yeah, one. It might sneak through. There's, there's a little bit of yeah. wordplay uh, when, we, when right. we do the dubbing. But I, you know, I, I'm excited to I'm excited to see you know because mm-hmm. if flattery is the number one form of 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 impressive deception, as we all know, it's a famous 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 <laughs> saying, a famous quote. <laughs> the wrongest. What is? <laughs> Flattery is the number one, the number one version of Inception <laughs> is a what? famous saying. Where did, who says that? Um, shit. I don't know. Like <laughs> you know, philosophers, mm-hmm. philosopher. Can you name a philosopher? Like Plato or Aristotle. Dana. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> the great L. Ron. Great minds of our time. But so I do, you know, I do want to see what it is. And I mean, there are some, there's a couple Jack Wharton adventures that aren't, don't mm-hmm. dip into the sci-fi as much. Uh, there's a Jack Wharton in the cold autumn. Uh, there's Whoa. Jack Wharton, uh, the Primavera principle. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of a big European wow. adventure. Right. right. Primavera principle. Yeah. Yeah. Primavera principle. Uh, Jack Wharton, Night Skies on Fire. Uh, yeah, also, uh, uh-huh. uh, Jack Wharton and the Jade Pelican, <laughs> which is kind of a Asian. Oh man, adventure. that's a good wow. one. Yeah. yeah, and I'll say this: if you want to know about sneaking into stuff uh-huh. like concerts, right? Jack Wharton. I, I I researched a lot of it. Like a lot of that's. I mean, I'm. I'm as an artist, I'm kind of explaining like th- my writing kind of dovetails with my life and like sneaking into sneaking into Shin shows, sneaking in the Rolling Stones. That is, these are things that I came to me in writing these Jack Orton scripts and novels uh-huh. and comics. <laughs> Just think about that. Wow. <laughs> Just think about that. Welcome to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe, with news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. And I am WGA writer, accredited screenplay author, Golden Globe watcher, Mike <laughs> Weeby. I've seen every Golden Globes. Have you? Yeah. You have yeah. all on VHS? No, I've been, I've, I've been to all of them. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I go every year. And I've never once been invited. I've snuck into every single one. 
Wow. All with a bag of ice. Oh, yeah, a bag yeah. of ice. I'll go, I've got the globe. Right. Okay. The globe. They're like, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't have your name on the list. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Well, I guess, I guess you don't want Henry Winkler getting his globe. <laughs> I was going to say Goldie Hawn, but Henry Winkler's better. <laughs> Mr. Henry Winkler. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Oh, I guess, oh, you know, years ago, I remember. Oh, okay. Okay, so Richard Mulligan's going to walk home without a little statue of a globe. You're telling me that Empty Nest is not going to win the GG. <laughs> trying to remember who he was. <laughs> Spinoff of? Have we established that? Uh, I believe girls. the Golden yeah. Girls. He dated B. Arthur. Golden Girls? I'm talking Golden Globe. Hey, surely they won a Golden Globe, right? Oh, I'm sure they did. Do you think that joke was made? Probably, I'm sure. How many times? Are the Golden Girls going to win a Golden Globe? Mm -hmm. The only Golden Globes I care about are my gorgeous titties. (laughs) That's a Blanche Dubois line. Yeah, yeah, true. The only Golden Globes I care about are these gorgeous titties. One time, one time I remember <laughs> I was looking on a uh, back in the day. Uh, uh, I mean, not, I'm not that I'm implying I've never looked at a nudity on the internet now, but this was like a long mm-hmm. time ago on uh, with Mr. Skin. You know, remember Mr. Skin? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. I was looking up at uh, Terry Hatcher. I wanted to see if there was any Terry Hatcher nudity. <laughs> and uh, and the the <laughs> the line was like. Is like it's a rare event for Terry Hatcher to show her gorgeous orbs. <laughs> they call the Brad Terry Hatcher's breast her gorgeous orbs. Gorgeous <laughs> orbs, man. That's that's artful writing. That's good. Yeah, stuff. I mean, it's got to be tough to when you mm-hmm. like how many synonyms yeah. or, or analogies right. can you come up with for breasts? Either read or heard something. Uh, about a guy who discovered his his father wrote like just cheap like you know penthouse level pornography. He apparently had just all these notebooks full of like thousands of variations on the word dick and tits and like yeah. pussy. And then every time he would just go through the list every time he needed one and cross it out and then go to the next one. Yeah, I have to do that for Jack Wharton, but it's all for uh, throat injuries, <laughs> right? For death, like, it's all euphemisms wow. for for death and right. what it's like to die and stuff. He, he clawed out his breathing tube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you read the uh, Primavera Principle. Right. Oh man, I <laughs> thought that was from the Jay Panda. Is that the Jay? <laughs> no, the Jay the Jay Pelican. Jade Pelican. That's right. Right. The classic. Yeah, the one adventure one novel spanning the entire Asian continent. There's one I remember. His lifeless body sat there like a hunk of shit. (laughs) So, uh, you guys ready to get started here? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Sure. I mean, I don't know that we can we can top something like that. Yeah, this isn't a Jack Wharton podcast. This is a just tell people about the news. Is a note to the listener. Mm -hmm. It's it's all downhill since that little (laughs) analogy there. Mm Hmm. So this week, we've got three news stories. We don't have any oh. arts and culture story, but the third story might have a let me, it might be a little cultural. And then we've got Mike's got a real Rooney of a segment in Get to Know Your Podcast. Oh, click. That's a promising Rooney. tongue click. Mm-hmm. 
So this yeah. first story was submitted by Ben, and it's from uh, ben. Ben, ben. Ben Johnson? No, different Ben. Ben S. No. I don't know if people want me saying ben their S. last names. You know, our, our millions oh. of listeners out there. Was it two of them? Which, so, two. One I'm ben. confused. There's one Ben. You said, you said Ben's. Uh, no, Ben S. The Ben's. The Ben's. Ben's. The first Radiohead record. Uh-huh. It, yeah, the Ben's. Oh, no. That's Thong. what you get when you... Yes. Dive too deep. Tom yeah. York. He's a creep. He's a he's a winner. <laughs> so this story comes to us from Wales Online, which is a site for Welsh for oh, Welsh cool. news. Not not the aquatic game. Oh. I thought we were talking oh. about pods and can cantos yeah. or whatever they are. You need a waterproof proof computer. True. Mm-hmm. For them to get online. <laughs> a year ago in <laughs> Not that kind of whale, guys. A year ago, an elderly woman in the West Midlands region of Wales contacted police after a skull mysteriously appeared in her backyard. The woman said she was scared to death and police sealed off her home as a crime scene. Soon, police discovered the real culprit, a colony of badgers. Now, if you remember... Decks of badgers! <laughs> and Mike clearly does. Badgers yep. in UK graveyards are no stranger to the podcast. And back in episode two, we talked about a graveyard in Birmingham where the graves were caving in because of tunneling badgers. That's so mm. great. Decks of badgers. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, well, country's going to pot. Country is going to pot with, with the Tories and the, uh, the Parliament and the badges leading skulls everywhere. <laughs> what, what's next? For the past year, the badgers have been tunneling through a graveyard next to the woman's home. And when they come across bones, they dump them in the old woman's garden. In addition to the skulls, she says she's found dozens of femurs and jawbones scattered in her flower beds. And she says she's counted as many as seven badgers in her backyard at night. The woman appealed to her local council, but they said they're legally prevented from relocating the badgers until their breeding season ends. And just as a note, I looked up their breeding season and I couldn't figure out when it ends, but it peaks in February. So what is it the whole year? Yeah, you got to figure they're haul- they're finding those air pockets, those buried air pockets, and just yeah. making little badger babies in there. Yeah, badgers be fucking, badgers <laughs> be boning, BBB, badgers Triple be boning. Mm-hmm. I this lady, honestly, I think she has got the best life ever. She yeah. gets to look out her quaint little <laughs> country village place and see badgers running around at night. That's fun. Two, she gets free skulls. Oh yeah, free. Are you, you know how much you know who would love that? Danzig. <laughs> That's right. Danzig I'm would surprised. love. I'm surprised he hasn't made an offer. Danzig yeah. would love this old lady's life. I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know if he knows about it, but I I would could see him getting an offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, see him making an offer because she she does not know the value that she has. Actually, it's a good investor's time to to try and get this lady's address. I would love to try and get this spot 
Does she get to keep all the bones? Like, does she keep them? Uh, no, they said they've been trying to identify them, or at least the, her daughter said they've been trying to identify them and return them to their relatives, which is its own kind of creepiness. How, yeah, how are they doing I that? And I don't know how you would do that. Like, oh, yeah, this looks like George's femur. Yeah. I'd keep them. I'd keep them, too. What uh, would you do with them? Make a cane. Uh, I would I would build a xylophone. <laughs> That's a, good... a bone xylophone. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I would learn to play it. I know from several cartoons that that is an effective way to build an instrument. Yeah. It would sound great. Man, that would be the best. I wish. I wish I had badgers bringing me bones all the time. So what, what kind of bones would you want specifically? Like the badger would bring you I any mean, kind of bone from any animal. What would it be? This is very witch like behavior, don't you think? <laughs> this is not like, that's not, you don't. I, I think I mean thinks this lady doth protest too much, which is the type of language they use over there. Mm-hmm. Um, badgers are very, I, normally very stingy with their bones, in my experience. So the fact that she's, I think she's cast some sort of spell mm-hmm. over these badgers, and she's getting the bones, uh-huh. and she's doing some kind of bone ritual. Uh-huh. She's you know making probably making a big big xylophone herself. Uh-huh. She's got a cauldron somewhere. I mean, shit, British people invented witches. <laughs> did they? I don't think that's right. Okay, well, who did? I don't think you the can Canadians in- invented witches. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, no. I don't think you can invent now, a profession. Like, nobody invented plumbers. Well, sure they did. Yes, the, the Romans <laughs> did. Yeah. They were the first people to have aqueducts. <laughs> What's up, seventh grade? You paid, you paid attention yep. one day in class. Uh-huh. That's so good. I did. I, the Roman act, yeah. I guess, well, man, they, they plumbed. They plumbed all over the place. Mm-hmm. They, in, they invented the term. They said, say, like, oh, Caesar hath wrecked the toilet. Because <laughs> they'd have those big fucking meat orgies, you know, where they just sit around eating all the time. Meat orgies. Eating meat. A lot of meat. Caesar hath wrecked. Caesar has. Caesar hath created a bomb. That makes me rethink what I said about witches, and and perhaps they were invented, invented by the British. I do. I do believe. I do believe that. I mean, we invented the modern like goth witch. Like we, Feruza Balk actually invented the the current like hot topic witch, but. (laughs) Before that, the original large pointy hat uh, fly around uh, on a broomstick, which I believe is something sexual, and I did not know that growing up. But um, mm. uh, the whole, yeah, sitting on a broomstick. I don't know how much more obvious they could make it. I never thought of it when I, I was a kid. I never thought about that. I thought that's how they got around. Yeah, I just thought they, that's how, how they happened oh, to fly wait. around. They they fly around that way. But, but Mike, do you... So I'm thinking of a witch and I'm rethinking all this now because in my head, a witch is dressed like a lady pilgrim. Yeah. And now I think maybe colonists invented witches. No, I mean, they, they all came from at least those, the, the witch burning ones came from Britain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were burning witches all the time back then. All right. You know what? I think you're right. Yep. I'm, I am, I am changing my position. The British oh. invented the witch, at least the classic like if Tom and Jerry found themselves yes. in a haunted house uh-huh. and a witch lived there, that witch is a British witch. The Shakespeare was very witch, witch friendly. Yeah. Shakespeare invented witches, maybe. In, uh, in Macbeth? 
Um, well, there was an earlier uh, play that had witches in them, and it was called Bloody Night at Shithole Creek. I don't think that's a Shakespeare play. It was. It was the first one. <laughs> Well, it was more of a collection of sonnets, but yeah, oh, I mean, okay. it was Shakespeare for sure. It was Shakespeare. I mean, he wrote it under the pseudonym, the Bachman plays. Can you, can you read us a sample? Yeah. I mean, he was still kind of developing his style. It was like, not <laughs> quite iambic mm-hmm. pentameter. And he wenteth out to the creek. Holy fucketh, he said. <laughs> blood, blood, gore, and viscera strewn all about, including... The dead body of the formerly voluptuous wench with the big, big titties. <laughs> For hath not she fornicated so early, would her life if be extinguished if so quickly? No one hath known. No one hath known. <laughs> and that's just like a section. There is a whole thing that leads right. up to that. These like... He's like yeah. young princes and princess crew are like, oh, they go to have like a party down by the creek. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they're doing that thing, fucking set up one of those poles where they're dancing around, holding this, like a, I don't know, what is it? Like oh, a, a, maypole. a maypole ribbon? Oh. Yeah, like a maypole. Yeah, they're round around. Oh, like the safety dance video. Turns out there's an evil witch in the area and they uh, did not know about it. So, and the witch kind of finds one. a lot of them, you know. You know, fucking and sucking and stuff, and just starts killing them one by one. Oh, I think it's cool that Shakespeare was able to take some of his early work and repurpose it for mm-hmm. *Midsummer's Night Dream*. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's what. That's where that that is too. Yeah, because there is a a satyr sort of creature, like a guy mm-hmm. with a goat legs. Yeah, and in the in the original in the original book, he goes and stomps on a guy's balls. <laughs> they, they, it really describes how they like shoot out everywhere. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Explode in blood. And apparently, the play was very like they did a lot of like special effects. There was a there was a was there it was like a, a Gallagher thing? Was it? Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was totally. There was like a don't get in the splash zone sort of type thing. It would hand out burlap sacks for you to put up when the blood stuff would happen. Just old turnip bags. <laughs> so our next story comes to mm. us from the Daily Beast. Ooh, mm. Beast mode. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read the title to this one because the title of this is great. Russia says it's losing because Ukraine has experimental mutant troops Created in secret biolabs. Whoa. Which gives away pretty much the whole article, but it was so good I had to read it. That's like Resident this, Evil type shit. I was thinking Fallout. I never played that one. I mean, it could also be Captain America, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Super soldiers. A bunch serum. of super soldiers. Five and a half months ago, when Russia invaded Ukraine, it predicted Ukraine would fall within 72 hours. Now, on the day this episode drops, 167 days have passed. And Russia has an answer for why its plans have failed. Ukrainian troops were turned into superhuman killing machines during secret experiments in American-run biolabs. According to Russian media, two Russian lawmakers are heading up a commission to investigate biolaboratories in Ukraine. They claim they've gotten this information from testing the blood of Ukrainian POWs, which showed they were given performance-enhancing drugs, quote, in order 
to completely neutralize the last traces of human consciousness and turn them into the most cruel and deadly monsters. Whoa. They also claimed the presence of hepatitis A antibodies in the Ukrainian prisoner's blood was proof an American biolabs company was involved since a former health minister for Ukraine was a dual Ukrainian-American citizen. I, I don't understand how those are connected. I don't understand the Hep A thing. Like, what, yeah, no, what is it, that? They, it's have what to they said. Deal and, with country uh, of origin. It's, it's oh, a detail. Hep A. Hep, like, that means hepatitis America. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Those are the, the strongest of all the antibodies. I'm, it's, I'm glad they figured out what it was. I was worried that it was just the hubris of Putin, of Putin, of Putin. So, yeah. It's good that it's good that it was something other than than them not being very good at going to war against Ukraine. Yeah, the lawmakers never seem to mention in their report the thousands of Russian troops refusing to fight, sabotaging their own equipment, and even deliberately wounding themselves. And they also didn't mention the possibility the Ukrainians might be motivated to fervently defend their homeland. That, But still, in the Russians' defense, that all sounds pretty far-fetched. Yeah. That sounds like mutant talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Real mutant talk. That doesn't sound like Russian tr- Russian troops are... I've seen a movie, mm. and these mm-hmm. people, these Russians are fucking crazy. They, they look like they're almost sweet. They're like super Aryan looking. And they are boxers. It was a movie yeah. about a box about they're all boxers these russians right. they know how to box right. so good uh-huh. and they a lot of glisten. steroid use too right I mean, I don't know yeah i mean I'm, guessing. I don't, I'm not sure i mean but... i think it was vodka i think they were just shooting vodka into their veins yeah okay and they say things like if he dies he dies <laughs> now how, how credible is this uh news report in russia like how many people in russia are actually hearing this i i don't remember which news source it was specifically but it was one of the major outlets i did look it up like it wasn't just a tabloid i mean theoretically Would anybody in russia actually buy that like are, are they as stupid in russia as we are here i to say there's how many people think that there was a nationwide conspiracy to steal an election from donald trump like, yeah but with, we, I with feel still like, zero evidence of that happening right. I feel like we are aggressively, and not not we, but I feel like a large subsect of the American population is aggressively, aggressively stupid. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. dumb as a fucking... Listen, as Jack Wharton would say, just a pile of hunk of shit. <laughs> a true wordsmith, Jack a bunch Wharton. Of, a bunch of lifeless bodies that look like hunks of shit. <laughs> I can. It's uh, you, when you second picture it perfectly in my head. I mean, when when these are your only news sources, you know, you you probably you're you're probably pretty likely to believe what you're fed. It's like Americans with one news source, and that isn't INS. If your only news source is INS, then you got it figured out, right? When you've made good decisions. But I feel like if fucking soldiers you're informed. If soldiers were, you know, and they were like, you know, trying anything they could do to get out of fighting, to get out of going in there, quitting, AWOLing, you know, hurting themselves, sabotaging their own equipment, 
which is all seems to be pretty documented. Like I imagine that they'll get much worse than a court martial you would get over here, right? They would probably get. Aren't they risking like execution or something like that? I, wonder. I don't know. I don't know what uh, you're. You know, deserting in a time of war is in most places not not looked on favorably by the warmongering yeah. state. Yeah, I don't feel like Russia's uh, propaganda department has the hold over the nation in the same way that say the Nazi party did for right. Germany right. or even, or even, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's like over there. I mean, obviously like the propaganda, the Trump propaganda department has quite a sway over all the fucking dumb fucks over here. Well, maybe it's, it's less to get people to believe that this is happening and more to fill the void. If you don't say something right. And th- so it's not that, yeah, it's not that the expectations people can read this are going to believe it, but it's it's people that w- don't want to think these bad things about their country, the place that they lay their head and they want to feel proud of in the Olympics and everything else and have a connection to like their homeland. They don't believe this, but this just fills that that place in their brain that has to have an alternative explanation to this being a war of aggression to retake a former Soviet buffer state. Yeah. This is a right. good comedy. I'm glad well, we... we don't just do comedy. We tell the truth. Goddamn truth. If we can do it with a gleam in our eye, we sure like to. But sometimes, Kevin, sometimes, sometimes there's too many truths serious. to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, it is interesting. I mean, it is fucking, for real, it is crazy that you would have to resort to, oh, uh, who's fucking, oh, uh, you, uh, you ever seen uh, uh, Universal <laughs> Soldier? With Van Dam, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing over there. Dolph Lundgren and Van Dam, Universal Soldier, that's what they're doing over there. <laughs> so, I mean, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Let's just call everyone back home. We'll have a couple drinks of vodka, and we'll start creating a giant robot spider to fight them. Why is the Russian accent? Because I a don't do accent. a good Russian accent. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and I and I also it's just the mentality it's the same mentality of just like okay. I don't know. Man, uh, the, give, this, uh, give the southern man a break. He doesn't need that, Mike. There's good people with southern accents out there. I mean, hey, uh, really use, one, hey, you got those uh you uh, got those universal <laughs> soldiers over there, right? These <laughs> guys, these universal soldiers over there. There's like Van Damme and uh and Dolph Lundgren, oh my God, these fucking you! Un- oh my God, they got a little fucking eyepiece on one eye, so the people back at the base can see what they can see, and it's like fuck, dude. Oh, but you know what? At some point, at some point, those Universal Soldiers—they're gonna remember. They're going to remember, oh, I used to have a fucking kid. I used to have a fucking house. And I used to have a fucking kid. Maybe I don't want to go do the splits and kick people no more. So when these Ukraine-Russian soldiers wake up and they're like, fuck, fucking hey, I used to have a kid. I used to, I used to do art. I used to do, I have an art gallery. Maybe I don't want to do kickboxing splits no more. Maybe you oh. can't control me. But then, you know, at some point they're so mad. You're already fighting. So it's like, fuck it. <laughs> My wife just came in and is as her arms folded. Well, yes. <laughs> what was what? I, what is that I, 
I was doing I was doing a I was doing a I was doing a I can't do a Russian accent, so I was doing a southern accent. So Brian told me it's not a southern accent. Ah! Stop it. <laughs> Brian told me not to do Southern, so I switched it over to sort of... It's just like kind of a nebulous... It's like a Chicago. It's like a, a Chicago, Chicago guy. Yeah. yeah. Can you not do it so loudly? All right. It's, the new, it's, it's called the news. It's called the news. <laughs> That's right. It's the news. It's the news. It's not with the accent. It's not good. Culturally insensitive. What? Culturally insensitive. It's not culturally... It's not. They no. the news team agrees. It's not. Tom Tom Brokaw no. did accents like that all the time. Yeah, Tom Brokaw did accents, and so did the other <laughs> yeah. guy. You know, Tom t- Brokaw you like... is like ninety eight years old. Is he even still alive? <laughs> sure, he is. He lives in Texas too. Yeah, it's no. True. That's Dan Rather. That's Dan Rather. I think they both live right. here. Um, Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. These fucking Russians. Big fucking Russian. <laughs> I can do t- Man, these, it's a good Tom Brokaw. Oh, these, these fucking Russians are universal soldiers. <laughs> I feel like Tom Brokaw's job was to be a little more understandable, but it's like Tom Brokaw with marbles in his mouth. <laughs> Russian soldiers. Dateline, Kiev. Dateline. Universal soldiers. Mm. There's Dolph Lundgren's and John Claude Van Damme's for the Ukraine. Oh. Do you think I, this is? And this is a. Okay. I'm sorry, Kevin, but I have a. Right. Do you One think like uh, other 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 nations? Like I, we're, we're we've established that we're we're three American-born and bred mm-hmm. uh, citizens of this world, and we're trying to bring news of the international variety to people worldwide. Mm-hmm. But do you think other people grew up with the same amount of like the fact that there's a war going on with Russia right now is, is, is it's kind of weird. Cause it's like every movie we saw from the age of nine to the age of about 17 happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Is that, mm-hmm. is that a phenomenon that only are, are, are only I, we getting this or is, are there other people in other places like, Oh man, I, I can't believe it took so long, but Rush is really doing something like this. I, I mean, I think they, they had the same movies that we made and exported there. Yeah, but they dubbed them differently. They put in different stuff. Everybody had a Chicago accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different dialogue. So our last story comes to us from The yep. Guardian. Oh, where are they guarding? The Galaxy? Uh, Australia. Oh, wait a minute. This is a British paper, right? Yes. Is Is Australia still to the crown it's part of the commonwealth i think they have the queen on their money Ooh, do they so all right take it back all right uh, they they yahoo's serious on their money <laughs> jocko's on their one cent piece yeah yeah the one cent so you can one of these <laughs> <laughs> in late july residents of the australian city mildura were both awed and confused when the entire night sky was lit up with a mysterious pink glow. Mm. People across Mildura flocked to their backyards and front porches to photograph the spectral glow. One resident said, quote, It was very bizarre. I was on the phone to my mom, and my dad was saying the world was ending. Another tweeted, Was it aliens? An aurora? Apparently the real car- culprit was the Can Group Limited, which... 
on July 7th, became the first Australian company to get a license to grow medical marijuana. The company uses red spectrum light to encourage plant growth, and apparently someone left the blinds open. It's not clear exactly where the company is growing marijuana either because the license requires the location to be a secret. When one resident <laughs> found out the reason for the pink glow, she said, quote, I look forward to many other innovative producers coming to the region and bringing their glows with them. That's an open-minded resident. Good for, yeah. good for him or her. Uh, her. Yeah, I feel like you, it's a real 50-50, the reaction you would get over here. People would be shooting into the sky. That's, that's not true. <laughs> oh man, gotta kill them clouds. We're pretty. We're not that dumb. I mean, I dumb. Maybe not in your neighborhood. I want to be. I'm. I'm. I'm on an up with the USA kick. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't want to be as negative as as it 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 would be easy to be. Uh huh. Yeah. Things are kind of shitty right now, uh -huh. especially. But um. There is a subsection of real, real yeah. dumbos. You mean real people, people who think a space laser tried to eliminate an entire town of people. That's yes, that dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got people em. that believe that the world is flat. You know, I feel like, uh, like right. we have to have more flat earthers than anywhere else on this planet. I would, I would, I would bet. Yeah, maybe, probably. I just, be, I still am convinced that a good percentage of flat earthers. Are people who just think it's funny to claim to be a flat earther? I think there's a Surely, chunk, right? I think there's a chunk, but I think there's a bunch that really sincerely believe it. Yeah, right. He, and it's, I think it's it's got to be a little bit of just American, like you don't fucking know. Like there's a <laughs> yeah. weird, there's a weird, like uh, I mean that I, I mean I'm I have it as well. I don't know if it's because I'm American or just how I was raised, but like where it's like I don't accept authority and and mine is sometimes useless too there's certain things that i am just immediately re resistant against that are probably good for me right. or whatever you know but like i think there's some that th that spreads even so far down to just the basic laws of <laughs> science you know the basic no, I, you're you're right yeah I mean i'm sure there's people in other countries that are that way too but i think there's just a weird like bread within us of like Nobody fucking tells me what to do. Yeah. Like, I have to do the dumbest thing just to be contrary to you suggesting I do the exactly. second dumbest right. thing. Well, there, there are other countries where they don't put security at venues because no one in that country would ever consider putting a bag of ice on their shoulder and just walking in. <laughs> and that's right. That, that, is, that is a good point. Well, they subsidize their art over there. <laughs> Well, so an artist like me would be able to afford to get into those those shows. State-sponsored art's the best art, right? Oh, yeah. You know where they have a lot of that, Brian? Russia. <laughs> County-sponsored art is the best art. <laughs> is that what you're going for? <laughs> yeah. All right. They got security at clubs over there. That's just because you're playing. They're afraid <laughs> you're going to walk out with all their ice. <laughs> their booze. They don't... Uh, you know what? That wouldn't work over there because they don't believe in ice over there. Even That's in true. their liquor drinks? Yeah. I'm trying to remember liquor drinks. Yeah. There's a lot of liquor drinks I wouldn't drink without ice. They, there's a lot of of lukewarm drinking going on over there. Man. All right. I think it's time to move on to uh, 
Get to know your podcast. Yes. Do we have song? Has Mark written a song for this yet? Oh, we need. I don't have an arts and culture song either. Oh man! Didn't Mark promise? It hurts me. It hurts my soul. Yeah. Sometimes we call out or make reference to a item or subject that you might not, not yet, might not know about it. It is during this time that we go back and we discuss some of the things that come up fairly regularly in our podcastery to explain it to you, the audience, better. And this week, we have the man, the myth. Andy Rooney, often confused with Mickey Rooney. Uh, we did them last week. That was Mickey Rooney that we did last week. And I'm sure once we get this done, we will never mix these two. These guys are brothers. Men ever. They're actually not brothers. But they are related. Andrew Atkin Rooney was born in Albany, New York. His name was Ad- Ad- Aitken. Ad- 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 Andrew Aitken Rooney. A-I-T-K-E-N. Aitken. Hmm. Oh. He was born to Walter Scott Rooney, 1888 to 1959, and his mom lived from 1886 to 1980. And I only bring that up in that, holy shit, this motherfucker was old. Yeah. He's a New Yorker guy. He was in the army. He went to and was fought in W.W. Dose. Oh, the greatest generation. August 1941. The greatest generation. Wow. And he actually was, uh, he was started writing for Stars and Stripes mm-hmm. over there. And he was actually one of the first people to write about the details of the concentration camp. Oh. He was like one of the first people ever. He won a bronze star for being a war correspondent in combat zones. Oh, wow. And in his 1995 memoir, My War, it chronicled... <laughs> War reporting and historical events and a first-hand view to Nazi concentration camps. He described how it oh. shaped his experience as both a writer and a reporter. So he gets back, he joins CBS, and he starts uh, doing stuff there. But he was a writer. Mostly he was a writer, this guy. I always thought, okay. well, let me just start with my impressions yeah. of Andy Rooney. And I want to ask you, because okay. I, I think I knew him in the same way that... Uh, both Brian has mentioned it and I as well got to know like uh, a Bugs Bunny or uh, Humphrey Bogart and guys like that. And, and Edward uh-huh. G. Robinson was through Bugs Bunny. I feel like most of my Andy Rooney knowledge came from people making jokes about Andy Rooney. Yeah. Like I didn't really like 60 minutes. So it, like long story short, Rooney, he gets on, uh, he gets on stuff and he has a little segment. And then around 1973, uh, they give him his own permanent segment at the end of 60 minutes. And it's called a few minutes with Andy Rooney. And he stayed from 78 all the way till when he fucking quit doing it in like 2013. He had this segment every single goddamn week. But, I, you know, I, I remember Simpsons making jokes about it. Beavis and Butthead had some. Oh, uh, they did. Yeah. Where they make fun of him. Um, I think, and, and there's things I don't even remember. I think just kind of sketch stuff like the idea of a cranky. Dude, there had to be fucking, SNL bits about him. There had to be. It had to be totally um, right, and it's you know reading about the dude like he was actually pretty, pretty cool. That's this is my craziest takeaway right. about Andy Rooney. As big of a crank as he was, I think he's kind of joking about a lot of the things he said he didn't like because it was all types of shit. It would be like he doesn't like certain types of milk 
or like water brands or like uh, cotton. That's when you open up your your aspirin bottles, cotton in there. Like he did a thing. A lot of it was really kind of kind of tongue in cheek. I think he was like well aware of his his, how he was coming off. At the same time, uh, life sort of. butt up with the art of him being a curmudgeon <laughs> and he, there's plenty of curmudgeon curmudgeonly got stuff. There was a, there was a Borat or Ali G was on the show once and it's uh, quite a hilarious interaction that they have because he is <laughs> such an asshole to Ali G who is just pronouncing words wrong, but controversies. Well, Despite being a a, a a Democrat, he was a liberal. He defined himself as liberal. He was, defined himself as an agnostic and then later an atheist. I always thought he was probably some religious hoo-ha head, but not at all. But despite that, he ran into a few trouble a few times. Uh, in 1990, he was suspended for three months for having allegedly suggested that black people were less intelligent because they mm. watered down their genes. Which uh, probably not uh, cool, but he actually mm. di- he vehemently disputed that, claiming that it was he was talking about people that had lower incomes, which is only slightly better. But you know he was saying that, and the thing is, uh, a lot of this came about because he said uh, around this was this was somebody taking some other stuff that he had said in 1990 when he said that. Uh, there's too much alcohol, too much food, too many drugs, too many homosexual unions, and too many cigarettes are the things that lead to a premature death. So uh, there was a there's a, a gay rights activist that got mad at him, and that was part of what he said. But you know, again, the thing that kind of makes me like this guy, he walked that back. Like he was seriously like, I you know, he was like I. I shouldn't have said that. And not in, in I, there's a, I found the interview of him online where he's like apologizing for it. And it, it seems a hundred percent sincere. He talks about how he's, uh, how he's come to know more homosexual. There's like something he said, like years later after the 1990 incident, uh, he said, I feel terrible about that. And I've learned a lot. He also, he also, he, there's a bunch of stuff he said though. He was like, uh, it's silly for these Native Americans to complain about team names like the Redskins. The real problem is we took the country away from the Indians. They want it back, and we're not going to give it to them. We feel guilty, and we'll do what we can for them in reason, but they can't have their country back. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then after that, he apologized to like, When many people complain, when so many people complain about one thing, you have to assume you may have been wrong. I mean, that's a lot braver than most celebrities in the same situation. It, it kind of is. It's a weird thing where I like I want I wanted this whole piece to be what a fucking asshole Andy Rooney is, and he's kind of okay. Like he's like right. a thousand years old, and he keeps learning from his mistakes and changing. Uh, he did say he did say he made a lot of young people angry. He was pissed off because Kurt Cobain's suicide overshadowed. Richard Nixon's suicide. He said, a lot of people would like to have the years that left that he threw away. 
what's all this nonsense about how terrible life is? I'd love to relive the pain you're going through by switching my age with yours. What would all these young people be doing if they had real problems like the Depression, World War II, or Vietnam? If Cobain applied the same brain to his music that he applied to his drug-infested life, it's reasonable to think that his music might not have made much sense either. It's reasonable to think that his music may not have made much sense either. Oh, because he was saying he doesn't understand this music now or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's, it's the oldest old guy way to come about that but there is something to me that's pretty hilarious about like like old people and fuddy duddies they don't really get to troll young people very much you know other than like Mm -hmm. they're coming at it from a sincere sort of like ah i'm religious and all this but but you know it's like because i mean like kurt cobain's suicide is the first like kind of like real cultural touchstone for people of like around our age-ish when that happened you know it was this weird like oh this seminal thing is now dead and gone and to just blatantly offend like the first like (laughs) true emotions that the ironic gen x ever were kind of publicly experienced and to just mock that is kind of fucking hilarious like i kind of have to completely get behind it whether if he knew he was doing it or not like it's kind of fucking amazing um I have to give a quick correction here real quick, though. Richard Nixon died of complications following a stroke, not of suicide. Oh, uh, well, I didn't mean to say suicide. Yeah, no, I meant I that, that Cobain's suicide was overshadowed the death of Richard right, Nixon. Right, right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Mojo yeah. Nixon. <laughs> He's, he, he will never <laughs> He's die. He's still, still alive. He will never die. Well, I, just the fact that unlike the other Rooney, it's instead of saying... I forgive these people for being angry with me. I forgive, you know, I've, I've read the letters yeah. and I forgive the homosexual community for being upset with me, yeah. claiming that they're one of the five problems with with the world. Yeah, he just genuinely apologized. Yeah, yeah just you know, I'm, like, I'm really, a big fan of of people apologizing, and it's it okay. Is, it is yeah. weird, you know, especially when you are that old. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to, yeah, it wouldn't have impacted him in any way to just be like, no, I'm sticking to my guns. And instead he went, right. no, I'm going to learn from this. And the thing is, too, is he he would get suspended or whatever, and he would get in trouble. And uh, But then, like, immediately the ratings on 60 Minutes would slip. So there's oh, a lot wow. of fucking Rooney heads out there. <laughs> the network would constantly bring him right back because, like, anything he did, he was just, he was kind of Teflon because mm-hmm. he's just, like, people loved him. But then the, the one thing, like, he, he mentioned the thing about the, the, like, what did he say? about the homosexual he's like there was never a writer who didn't hope in some small way that he was doing good with the words he put down on paper while i know it's presumptuous i've always had in mind that i was doing a little bit of good now i was known for having done not good but bad i'd be known the rest of my life as a racist bigot and someone who had made life a little bit more difficult for homosexuals i felt terrible about that and i've learned a lot like that's a real that's a real apology Yeah. yeah And I do think, though, that like as much as he's getting called out for for these these things, like you know the, the way like culture and language and stuff is changing, like I'm gonna have a lot of apologizing to do, uh, you know. Like I think there's, I, I'm hoping that at some point there is a because right now there's a little bit of like, oh, you said one thing once when you were 13, 
you, you, you know, people are mad about that. I, and I don't think that people don't forgive you for the apology. They just forget about it. Like, nah, cause I don't think like most, for the most part that the cancel culture is that big of an actual thing. It's just right. people, it's, it's a real big deal for like a week or two. And for the most part, people kind of forget about it. Right. Hopefully we can all learn a little bit from Mr. Andy Rooney and his long life that he lived on the small silver screen, and not to mention his many, many dalliances with the lovely Miss Judy Garland. <laughs> and we shall never <laughs> confuse the two men again. So, I, I think I've got it straight. I think yeah. I've got it figured out. It is, but it is crazy. I thought I would, I would be way more pro Mickey yeah. than Andy. I right. did too. And then it turns out it turns out Mickey Rooney's a, a child rapist and Andy Rooney's a guy who just makes mistakes and sincerely apologizes for him. Yeah. yeah. We all learned a little something today. We all learned a little something. So I think that wraps up another week at the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Uh, let me just go on the record by saying this podcast was created in a secret biolab and we endorse its use against Russian aggression. Uh, check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. That's Vidanya, son of a bitch. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.